95. Drive to the Book Fair with Anna and Alia. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. And it's the 42nd edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair. 12 days of utter madness and gloriousness. Uh, one and a half million titles, 1,700 activities, 130 shows. And the guest of honor this year is Korea, uh, which Alia has been a major part of because she likes all that. So you've yeah. been delving into it, haven't you? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Say so. yeah. Um, now, the wonderful thing about our show between 5 and 7 p.m., obviously, is that we get to jump on authors that might be available. We grab them um, and, and twist their arm. And that's what we've done with Ivy Pakoda, which has been really exciting. Um, and she's blessed us with coming on live with us right now sitting next to us welcome to the show thank you so much for having me oh it's an honor you've been in charge of 12 hours barely okay how's the jet lag going <laughs> you know it's okay um, right. it's maybe so bad that it's good yeah are you just on adrenaline right now you know I slept pretty well I came from Los Angeles so oh. it's just such a dramatic time change that it ceases to bother me I can't I don't even know which end is up so yeah. <laughs> I remember I got married in in the States three months ago and honestly the return journey was two weeks I wasn't right for two weeks so I am feeling your pain um, but welcome to Sharjah have you been to Sharjah before no I haven't oh how exciting what yeah. are you thinking how are you feeling? Um, I'm really excited to get a chance to look around. Um, yeah. I've just been in the conference and the hotel, which is really nice. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to check everything out. But this is absolutely phenomenal, this exposition. Yeah, it really is. And it gets bigger every year. Um, and now we've got to the stage of the last few years where we keep saying, pretty much the biggest book fair in the world so it's very impressive thank you yeah so she says as if it's, <laughs> if it's as if it's my book fair <laughs> um so let's talk because you are you're quite extraordinary obviously um your list of credits are are massive mm -hmm. rookie of the year player of the year four-time all-american first time all ivy uh player may 2017 you went to harvard um and this from what i can tell this isn't your first uh, rodeo in terms of writing books. Mm -hmm. you, no. Oh no, um, the book that I'm here promoting, Sing Her Down, is my fifth novel. Wow. So yeah, I've done uh, quite a bunch of um, trips to promote my books. You Have know, you? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's all part of it. Yeah, it's it's, the, it's sort of the reward, you know, writing can be solitary and lonely, but then you get invited to really cool places and meet lots of different people from all around the world and other writers, and sort of it's the big payoff for all those hours spent home alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about the jump from being a sports person to suddenly being an author and talking about sport, because it's almost the difference between physically mm -hmm. being a sports person to now talking about being a sports person. Um, well, I played a sport called squash, um, and I don't actually write about squash, um, but I use a lot of the skills that I learned or had to hone as a professional athlete when I write because it's all about self-discipline. Interesting. It's about, you know, you have no one else but yourself to rely on. If you right. don't get up and do that work, nothing's going to help you. <laughs> um, no one's going to help you. And, True. you know, I think there's a lot to be said for, like, a career in athletics turning into a career in the arts because the discipline, I mean, it's, the discipline's exactly the same in my mind. And it's really great, you know, and they also are so opposite in the sense that one is really physical but very emotionally draining and the other is not so physical but also very emotionally draining. Very emotionally <laughs> draining, yeah, very, yeah. very. Um, and is this what you plan, sort of, have you got another five novels in you after this, do you think? I mean, you know, I hope so. Uh, it seems like really 
an act of egomania to suggest that the world wants to read 10 books that I write. <laughs> but you it's know. not. You're allowed. You're, you're <laughs> no. in the 42nd edition of the book I fair. know. I know. Yeah. It's so funny just to think, you know, who am I to imagine that the world wants 10 more books or five more books from me? But I, I'm young enough that I think I probably yeah. should write at least 10 more books at the rate I'm going. Just that seems unimaginable at this precise moment. But mm -hmm. yeah, of course. I mean, I'm writing a short novel now and hopefully we'll write two more in that sort of it's not quite serious, but in that idea. Yeah. So yeah, I am keeping on going. And Ivy, that's three. I've just counted. I know. So I then know. there's only two more, right? Well, yeah. Then can I retire? <laughs> <laughs> right. So Ivy, I have a question. Yes. Now, since you play squash, mm -hmm. right? Do you still play it? Yes. Yeah. And, and then you go for writing, right? Yes. So you physically drain yourself and then mentally drain yourself as well because uh, you keep thinking about. I take a nap in between. <laughs> <laughs> Rejuvenate that's the amazing. batteries. <laughs> And how is it playing? Do you play squash for fun now? I do play squash for fun. Um, I play for two reasons. One, my daughter just started playing, and I want to make sure that I can beat her. Okay. She's uh, really good, and oh. I figure I'm not going to let her beat me until she's 15, though it's going to be hard. And also, I'm going to compete <laughs> in the World Masters Championships next summer, so I just decided to get back on court and get training again. Oh, my goodness. So it hasn't left you. You've still got it in yeah, you. I can, yeah, I can still play pretty well. I mean, I'm a slower, but, you know, that but, happens with age. Yeah. <laughs> what about friends? So this is something I always... I always wonder about, you know, when, when athletes sort of get to that stage where now we're looking at something else because mm -hmm. they've reached the, the sort of um, that, that late 20s something pinnacle where sports people start looking at another avenue because they've got mm -hmm. loads of life left. Um, do your friends then want to play with you or are they like, I am never playing squash with you because clearly you were a champion, so I'm not going <laughs> near you? If they're good friends, they know not to ask me to play squash. Right. Uh, it's, you know, yeah, right. it's awful. It's always some sort of macho guy you meet at the club who suggests maybe the squash club th mm -hmm. that you right. might want to play squash with him. Really? And then it's always very awkward and embarrassing. And, you know, I hate it. Okay. Um, so I never play with my friends. Um, okay. But, and they know not to ask. Right. Um, you know, if someone wants to learn to play and ask for a lesson, that's totally different and I'll do that. But not not on my own time and for no money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but I quite, I quite into the idea of this guy coming up going, so why don't we... Uh, do you not go, okay, sir, and then annihilate them? And then yes, I do that. Yeah. But then it gets quite awkward. And so, you know, it just, it's weird because, you know, it was my job and I was like world yeah. ranked. And it's so right. weird that someone, I would never go up to like a top 40 tennis player and say, hey, let's have a social game. I bet I could give you a game. It's like, yeah. no, I, I couldn't even hit, hit the ball back that you were. So yeah, it's awkward. And there was a lot, uh, at the beginning, I would actually go on court and, you know, show them up. But then it just got to the point where I was like, this is not even worth it. And right. if you're the kind of person who's going to ask, I actually don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I love that. That's a quote for the show. Honestly, <laughs> that's absolutely fabulous. So right. moving moving into this, and you're obviously writing, and you said you're quite disciplined. Mm -hmm. So uh, talk to us in terms of, like, we're not authors. So when you're thinking of a book and you've got a new one coming, do you sit down and go, right, I'm going to write for four hours a day, and then I'm going to stop? Or I'm going to write for, for at least three days of this? week and then stop or how does it go it's different for every book you know um, when I didn't have a kid and had all the time in the world I would write for I would so call write for six hours but really that was three hours because I was taking shower and then shower again and then have a snack and like yes. walk around my house yes. um, you know so having a kid made my schedule even smaller yeah. so and then with the COVID uh, lockdown in Los Angeles, which was really extreme, yeah. I had absolutely no time to write. And so I said, I'm just going to write 
for an hour a day and write 500 words, and it actually made me more productive. I mean, I don't suggest writing for an hour a day, that's not quite enough, but just having the constraint of time yeah. made me really more productive. So every book is different, but if I had my way, I would have four solid hours a day with which to do nothing but write, but every day is different, you know? Every day is different, yeah. yeah. And how long, this is my last question, I know okay. Ali, poor Ali is dying to jump <laughs> in. Um, my last question is, how long on average does it take you to write a book? Is it four months, six months, a year? Two years. Oh, <laughs> is it? It's two I'm years. not one of those book a year writers. I mean, so I can definitely write um, a draft in a year, but to get it done to my standard, I can write a version of it in a year, no problem. Right. But um, my last book only took me a year and a half. I've written books that took three years. Wow. But you know, I'm getting faster, I'm getting better. You know, you get better yeah. as you get older, and mm -hmm. thank God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get worse. Yeah. But um, you know, so I, uh, I, I think, I think I need at least a year to do good work. You know, right. I, I, my books are a little more intricate and complicated and uh, thoughtful. They're not just plot driven. So I, I have to sort of sit with the idea for a while. Right. Yeah. And you do all that. Right. Then talking about that, let's ask you about the emotional or let's say the psychological themes that you might use during writing or as you write the, the book. How do you balance between them mm. like as the you write? like the ones that appear in the book. Mm -hmm. You know, my books are a little dark, so it can be yeah. it can be a little bit difficult, you know. Actually, um, and then I sort of, I have to, I, I was told actually by my, my therapist <laughs> to stop watching depressing TV because <laughs> I, I was like, it's for research. She's like, you need to really, you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with me, I'm fine. But um, <laughs> she says, <laughs> I'm totally fine. It's just, yeah. it's, we're American, we're all Take in therapy. A I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, if you're not in therapy, th th then there's something wrong with you. But, right. Um, you know, I do have to remember that the whole world isn't dark and, you know, I like to do a lot of research and immerse myself on things, but it can be a little oppressive and a little overwhelming. Yeah. So I try to break it up and I definitely have to sort of manage my own, uh, you know, immersion mm. in the material. Mm. And yeah, it can be psychologically overwhelming. So I have to, you know, having a kid and doing fun kid stuff is really, really helpful. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's that's so interesting that I suppose yeah. um, being <laughs> in, in that space. Do you take it to bed at night? Do you dream about it? I mean, do you? I know that's when my book is going really well is when I can think about it as I'm going to sleep yeah. and it doesn't stress me out so I will go to if I, I know I get, sort of get excited to go to bed because my brain starts to shut down and I get into this sort of liminal space where I can just sort of start to imagine the book in a very sort of right. dreamy way yeah. where it's coming organically as mm -hmm. opposed to being like what's going to happen next what's going to happen next I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's when I know that the book is working I love that yeah. and you don't get scared by the the sort of the material that you're using it's you don't have nightmares and wake up and think oh that's the, that's because I'm writing <laughs> about this so, you know no not really um, I mean, I don't think so. I probably have, you know. Right, but, but it's not I, a dominant factor. No, not really. No. Okay, wonderful. It's so nice to speak to you, Ivy. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. 12 hours in Sharjah, everyone. <laughs> She's been here 12 hours. She's come from LA. And you are looking gorgeous, by the way, for thank someone you who is, you must not know whether it's day or night, because I've, I've been there. Thank you for joining us. Thank nice you. Nice to speak to you. Wonderful. Keep it here at Pulse95.